So I'd like to uh, begin the suggestions, instructions uh, for today uh, just with highlighting um, two attitudes that we're using, um, that we're cultivating in the practice. Yeah, actually three. <laughs> uh, these are uh, patience, yeah, just this quality of patience, of um, staying steady with our experience, of remembering, um, you know, a Nietzsche change here is really useful. Yeah. It's a reminder of how things change, really supports us to be patient in our practice and to bring patience to our practice. So patience, um, perseverance, yeah. that's the capacity to turn up, to show up yeah. over and over to our experience. And the third one is, is playfulness. Yeah. So that possibility to explore, to be creative in how we attend. Yeah, how we attend to, to what is here, yeah. how we attend to our experience. And so all of these are really helpful. Yeah. And as you may have noticed, and many of you know, they all start with the letter P, which makes it easier to remember. Patience, playfulness, perseverance, yeah. three P's. And so we can also um, relate to these, yeah, to these three P's, these three attitudes, um, as ways of looking or ways of relating to our experience. Yeah. So here's something <laughs> arising in experience. Yeah. What happens if I bring patience into the picture. Yeah. What happens if I bring perseverance? You know, I give it that context. Say, ah, this is a cultivation. This is what I'm practicing, actually. <laughs> it's not just practicing being with the breath. Yeah, I'm actually practicing cultivating patience. Yeah, I'm practicing perseverance. I'm practicing playfulness. So that becomes the way that I look at the experience. Yeah. And, and then that impacts um, the experience. Yeah. So there's always a way of looking that's shaping any moment of experience. And, and when we practice, we can really uh, both utilize this and deepen our understanding of what it means. Yeah deep in our experiential understanding. So I want to kind of say a little bit about ways of practicing with a meditation object. I'll particularly speak about breath here, um, but as Nathan mentioned yesterday, and we'll keep reminding you, breath, body, not always yeah, an accessible place for everyone. Yeah, not always a beneficial place for everyone all of the time. Yeah. So if that's the case, yeah, for example, if there's a lot of pain in the body, yeah, there's a lot of pain in the body, then bringing the attention to the body might not be the most useful place for you. It might be, but it might not be. So another option for us always is to use sound. 
And so whatever I'm saying, I'm going to say breath mostly today, or I might say body. Just feel free yeah, to change that to sound. If that's more beneficial for you, and, and the same at any time. Or it might be meta practice, yeah, another anchor yeah, that we can use for our practice. Um, all of these are equal. There's no hierarchy. It's not that the breath is better, yeah, because that's what I'm going to say today. So just adapt to the meditation uh, object that you're using. So we can use any object as an object of mindfulness. Yeah? Say the breath, sound, body, metta. Yeah? Which means that we're bringing, uh, we have the intention, yeah? Yeah? we have the intention to bring attention to our object. Yeah? Say the breath, that's the first step. Then we do it, we bring the attention to the object, that's the second step. <laughs> and the third one is we notice we're distracted. Yeah. So it's part of the process. We notice distraction and then what do we do? Yeah. So we've been talking about that's a whole realm of practice possibilities right there. So remembering this is also noticing distraction is part of the practice. It's not outside of the practice. Yeah. And when we notice that we're distracted, that's an opportunity to feel, ah, I'm present and to regather. Um, awareness back with the breath, with the body, with metta, with sound, whatever we're using. So that's one way um, that we can use a meditation object and particularly the breath, yeah? an object of mindfulness in this way. Another way is we can use the breath yeah, to bring awareness more deeply into the body. So we're mindful of the breathing, we're attending to the breath, but we're using the breath to bring awareness more deeply into the body. A third way that we can use the breath is to connect to it as an energy rather than just a physical sensation. Yeah. And so, you know, we do this like with meta practice all the time, right? When we do meta practice, those of you are more familiar with it, you know, we feel the meta, yeah, in the body field, like we were doing yesterday. And so we can feel the breath in the field of the body. So not just in its physicality, yeah, but as a kind of a, you know, we can say life force or energizing force that's moving through the whole body. So let me know if my uh, if if there's a lot of noise coming. <laughs> I suddenly realized that the mic was rubbing up against my collar. Don't suffer. <laughs> let me know if unpleasant sounds are emitting from the from the mic. So we can use the breath as an object of mindfulness. We can use the breath to bring awareness more deeply into the body. We can relate to the breath as an energy and not just a physical sensation. Okay, those are three ways and there's a fourth. We can also connect to the breath as a resource. Yeah. So we can connect to the breath as a resource and develop the capacity yeah, through the way of breathing. Mm -hmm 
through how we breathe, we can develop the capacity uh, to, to find well-being within our experience, yeah, just with the breath. And so that's a, um, a fourth way we can say. They're all related, but they're four different strands. And so today what we'll be introducing is some playfulness with the breath, yeah, uh, particularly a longer breath, yeah, which may be new to, to some of you, you know, breathing more long, breathing more deep, uh, which really supports both bringing awareness into the body, yeah, more deeply into the body, more the sense of the breath as not just the physicality of coming into the nostrils, going down the, you know, the throat and into the, the lungs and out again, yeah, but just the breath as a kind of more whole body experience. Um, and the, the um, seeing the breath as a resource or using the breath as a resource, all of those are really supported by opening to the possibility uh, to breathe more long and more deep. And with that, with inviting the breath to be longer, deeper, um, what we kind of open to is that the breath can actually be, to some degree, pleasant. Yeah? So for many of us, a lot of the time, again, not always, yeah? be to some degree pleasant. Yeah? And so that we can actually attend to our experience through the way we breathe. Yeah? We can find some well-being yeah, in our experience through the way we breathe. And so the Buddha, um, in one of the kind of most famous suttas, yeah, Anapanasati Sutta, he says, um, describes mindfulness practice, or he, descri he describes mindfulness of breathing practice like this. Breathing in long, she discerns, I am breathing in long. Breathing out long, she discerns, I'm breathing out long. Breathing in short, she discerns, I'm breathing in short. Or breathing out short, she discerns, I'm breathing out short. Okay, so so far it's kind of the classic mindfulness, right? We're just aware of the breath. But then he continues, she trains herself. I will breathe in sensitive to the entire body. Mm -hmm. She trains herself, I will breathe out, sensitive to the entire body. Do you see this shift here? <laughs> yeah, From just knowing I'm breathing in long or short, to actually breathing in a way yeah, that sensitizes the whole body. And then it continues even further. She trains herself, I will breathe in, calming bodily fabrication. Yeah. And I will breathe out, calming bodily fabrication. Okay? So the breath is quite active here. Yeah, it's quite engaged. Mm -hmm. Sensitive to the whole body. Yeah? And then with the intention to calm bodily fabrication. Now what's bodily fabrication? <laughs> it's an important question, right? What's bodily fabrication? Yeah. Bodily fabrication is any kind of appearance in the body. Yeah? When we say fabrication, it's the same as uh, saying appearance, phenomena yeah? in the body. So pain is a bodily fabrication. Yeah? Restlessness is a bodily fabrication. Yeah? Tiredness is a bodily 
fabrication. These are all bodily fabrication. They're aspects of our experience that are kind of known to us through the body. You know, we notice them in the body. Yeah. A sense of being hungry is a bodily fabrication. A sense of being full is a bodily fabrication. Yeah. The taste of coffee in the mouth, perhaps, is a bodily fabrication, right? We feel it through the body. We know it through the body. So what does it mean to calm bodily fabrications with the breath? Yeah? What, does that, what would that be? I want to give a couple of examples. Um, so if we take restlessness, yeah? restlessness as an example of bodily fabrication. So you might remember yesterday, high energy, yeah? a lot more energy in the system than there is space for that energy to move in. Yeah? That's kind of one way of seeing restlessness. Um, so bodily fabric, uh, fabrication also means something that is constructed, yeah? something that is built, something that is made up, yeah? made up of different components. So restlessness is made up of many components, but some of them are a lot of energy, not to the right degree of space <laughs> in relation to that energy, yeah? and usually our normative experience of restlessness would also include aversion, yeah, yeah, or desire. <laughs> yeah, so the restlessness would be about, I can't wait for this meditation to end, yeah, so I can move again. Huh. See, aversion and desire together, remember from last night? Here they come, I can't wait for this meditation to end so that I can move again. Yeah. And so if we see, okay, this is a bodily fabrication, can we attend to it? Can we see it as energy moving through space? And can we inquire what happens if we breathe in a way that opens the space, that makes more space? With the breath, yeah, or with awareness, we open out the space of the body. And we've also been doing that. Yeah? Also been doing that through the meditations. We're going to do more of that, expanding to a sense of the whole body breathing. Yeah? The whole body aware. So what happens to this sense of restlessness if I increase the space in which this energy can move? Yeah? What happens if with the breath... I soften, yeah, and I open. Yeah, what happens then to the degree of restlessness? So that's what we're playing with um, as we uh, breathe in calming bodily fabrication. Yeah, calming bodily fabrication. Uh, we can we can kind of play a similar game with with uh, you know some discomfort in the body. Yeah, so there might be an area in the body where there's discomfort. We might label it as pain. Yeah. But it might just be, you know, actually, is it just discomfort? Just some degree of tension. Mm-hmm. And we can there too explore what happens if we invite the breath to be long and open the space. Because if you remember from yesterday, the habit yeah, that we have is to shrink and to contract yeah, around the unpleasant in particular. So if there's discomfort or pain, there's contraction yeah, around that. Yeah. If there's aversion, which 
there very likely will be if something is uncomfortable for us. That comes with a contraction. So what if we breathe in a way that softens and opens and relaxes? Yeah. Opens the body space. Yeah. What if we breathe in a way that uh, eases the contraction, eases the resistance and the struggle? Yeah. What if we might even play with breathing in a way that um, soothes or softens the area that feels uncomfortable? So we can use the body awareness and the breath in many ways. Yeah? We can use them to open. We can use them to allow, just like we were doing yesterday, welcome. Say, okay, you can be here. Mm-hmm. We can use them to relax. Yeah. We can use them to soothe. We can use them to calm. So there's many, many ways that we can use uh, the breath, we can use the body awareness. Sometimes, uh, and this might be going through your head right now, <laughs> we give these teachings and people feel like, oh no, this sounds like a lot to do. How am I going to remember this? You know, whoa, so much. Okay, so there's, I notice the discomfort and then I need to open the space and then breathe in a way that, wow, that's a lot to do, right? <laughs> it can feel like we get into a tangle trying to remember all these details. Um, Actually, what we're learning to do is to do less rather than to do more, yeah? And this, this is really interesting because it's sometimes counterintuitive. It feels like it's a lot to do because it's unfamiliar, yeah? It's going against the stream of our habits. But actually, this is doing less, yeah? Because the contracting, the tensing, the grasping, the clinging, yeah? are really strong forms of doing, yeah? They take up a lot of energy, yeah? And they shape our experience. Uh, Because they're habits, we don't necessarily see that we're doing them, yeah? Because they're habits, because they arise with, you know, without us kind of inviting them, (laughs) yeah? Yeah, Without our volition, they arise. So it feels like there's less doing there, but actually, when we relax and ease contraction, we're training in doing less. Yeah? And particularly in doing less grasping, less demanding, less reacting, <laughs> less craving and clinging. Yeah. Now, this is quite, um, it's quite a lot. So this is something to really um, take on and reflect yeah? from your own experience on. So overall, this is a training in doing less, and particularly in doing less of what leads to dukkha, leads to suffering for ourselves and others. So we're going to work with the breath in ways of kind of tuning into the breathing, tuning into the body, in ways that kind of open and kind of make contraction much more apparent. which does two things. One is then we'll feel more when it happens. Yeah, we increase our sensitivity. And also our default setting, we're back to default settings, (laughs) our default setting will become much more open. 
yeah, much more naturally uncontracted. Okay, and then also that makes it much more apparent, much more clear when we are contracting. So that's what we're cultivating. Yeah, more spacious, more open, um, less contracted way of being. And then that makes it easier to let go of contraction when it arises, which it will arise. Yeah, yeah. it's part of being human. So we're playing with the breath in all these ways. We're also playing with inviting the breath yeah, into more of the body. Yeah? So the whole of the body, maybe, even. Um, and we can also play, when we meet the breath as energy, it also means that we can breathe in and out of different parts of the body. Of the body yeah? We're not tied to the anatomy of the breathing, yeah? which also is a huge shift uh, of possibilities. Yeah? So we can really tune in to what's the most helpful, what's the most pleasant way of breathing right now. Yeah. So another example for, for many of us, if you're tired, <laughs> you're feeling a lot of tiredness, imagining the breath coming in and out here, yeah? in, the, in the middle of the forehead, in the third eye area, yeah? sometimes can make a real difference, or the top of the head, yeah? So we can play with that. Yeah? There's ways of attending to our experience. So the breath can be uh, responsive. Yeah? It's not just something that's happening. It can also be responsive to our experience. Yeah? So the breath is responsive to the body. The body is responsive to the breath. Yeah? They work together. Also, the heart-mind yeah, is responsive to the breath and to the body. Yeah, they all impact each other. So when, release, when we release tension or contraction in the body, yeah, often we will notice that also tension is released in the heart and mind. When we guide awareness, we're guiding the heart-mind to the pleasantness of the breath, to pay attention to what is pleasant in the breath, yeah, we may notice that there's a change in the body yeah, as well. Yeah. So this is just, again, something to open out. These are long-term explorations. But we can see the breath is responsive and it's in relationship. Yeah, the breath with the rest of the body, with the heart, with the mind. Yeah. All in um, mutuality, all impacting each other. So, you know, relating to, um, to yesterday and the hindrances, all the hindrances arise with contraction. They all arise with contraction because they're all forms of reactivity. Yeah. Which means that if we can work with contraction, we can attend skillfully to hindrances. Yeah. And this is wonderful. You know, desire arises and we say, okay, can I breathe in a really nourishing, satisfying way right now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Aversion arises and we can say, ah, oh, can I breathe? A breath of metta right now. Yeah. I really bring in this quality of metta. A wonderful antidote to aversion. 
Yeah. Restlessness arises. Can I breathe in a way that calms and opens space? Yeah. Tiredness arises. Can I breathe in a way that energizes and invigorates? Yeah. And of course, none of these are magic pills in the sense that we do it once and experience changes completely. You know, we have to keep doing it. And that's often, you know, you see where the patience and perseverance come in from the beginning and the playfulness because we have this tendency to say, oh, I've done it and it worked for a moment and then it was gone again, it was back. No, there was a moment that was different. Yeah? So what did we do there? Yeah? And often we have to keep going, yeah, with that perseverance, with that playfulness, come back again and again, keep engaging with experience. Yeah? And the playfulness brings in this possibility of beauty in that process. You know, it's not just gritting your teeth <laughs> and bearing it until it passes. It's actually being in there, involved with the way we breathe, with the way we pay attention. And so everything I've said also applies, yeah, to... Um, to using sound, and I just want to say that again, yeah, it may need, you know, more subtlety yeah, with sound, because it's a lot in the way that we're listening, yeah, but can we tune in, there's a beauty and a pleasantness in the hearing itself, so I'm getting a message that I've frozen, I'm just wanting to check if it's only for one person or for everyone, can you still hear and see me? Yes, okay. So, um, so yeah, with sound, if you're working with sound, it may need to be, you know, it's, it's like a little bit more subtle, but it's equally available. Yeah, Using the sound to open space, right? That's a really obvious one. It's really good for that. Yeah, tuning in to the pleasantness of the capacity to hear, yeah, the pleasantness in the attention, in that meeting, there's something that feels, uh, that feels good, that feels pleasant, yeah, um, again, in the hearing, heightening, if there's low energy, heightening the attentiveness and the energy, yeah, in that capacity to meet, ah, sound, sound, sound arising, yeah, so we can use that, um, in the same way that we use the breath, if that's a, a better um, object for you. Okay, so that's the, that was the uh, long introduction to today's practice and let's, let's have a practice together and, and hopefully that will uh, make things more clear. And then we'll have, like yesterday, um, we'll have time for questions at the end. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll, I'll just address one question here about sounds, that sometimes focusing on sound, the breath changes. Um, the same thing can happen in meta practice. If you're doing meta practice, you might also notice that your breath changes um, in, in, in a variety of ways. Yeah, with both of these, the can be very different how that happens. I would just let that be in the background. Don't worry about what the breath is doing um, and focus on what is your 
um, your object of the practice right then, uh, whether that's the sound or the um, or metta um, or the larger body space, whatever whatever it is. Um, we're somehow much more tuned in, and I actually don't know if this is because most of us have started our practice with breath awareness, <laughs> um, but we're we're tuned in to the breath even when we've got another object many times. Yeah, so that that can just happen, and then we just notice how the breath is changing, um, and just let that be in the background, and very very softly let that be in the background, and um, and kind of keep most of your awareness, or the kind of heart of your awareness, is on the on the object that you that you're working with at that point. And then we'll have more time for questions in in half an hour. But that felt like that was probably an important one um, at this stage so if you need to um, we've already been sitting for half an hour so if you need to stand up or stretch part of your body or change your posture I know a lot of you have done that already um, then please do and then take time to settle into your posture for this practice time Inviting the awareness into the body. Just checking that the body is as supported and stable and steady as possible. Exploring the balance between uprightness in the body with ease and relaxation in the body. So these are of course also forms of bodily fabrication. And we can see how it's paying attention when I really invite the uprightness, this upward movement. Maybe even imagine that there's a string attached to the top of the head and gently tugging, inviting the body to unfurl, to grow upwards. You can play with that for a few moments and be interested, what's the impact on the mind as we do that? What happens to the degree of alertness? What happens to the degree of brightness? And then finding a, what is your current sweet spot, this will change. 
with the uprightness, just checking in if we can then soften and open and relax the body. So finding that balance, that middle way, upright, alert and also relaxed and at ease. What happens when we invite in that softening and opening and relaxation? So take a few moments to feel the sensations of contact, the grounding that is available to us in that contact, body with seat, body with ground. We can gently play with balancing all of these, the groundedness, the rootedness. And sometimes it'll be helpful to come back to that. That groundedness and rootedness and then the uprightness rising up. Up, Upwards motion, movement of the body. And then they're relaxing into it, softening into it, to at all. And so already awareness is probably quite spread through the body. We're feeling the contact of body and ground, those sensations. Feeling the upright movement of the body all the way to the top of the head. And as we tune in to softening and opening, finding awareness to open and spread. Through the whole body, expand through the whole body. Fill the whole body. Sometimes it's helpful to imagine awareness like a bubble or a cocoon that's surrounding the body. It's a little bit larger than the body. At the same time, it's not just around the body, it's within the body as well, permeating, filling up the body. We 
just tuning into this possibility of feeling awareness spread and expanded through the whole body. Perhaps feeling how sensitive and receptive it is. And how alive. Now we'll gently include the breath as it flows through this space of awareness. So we can feel the breath flowing through, moving through the space of awareness. And the same with sound if you're working with sound. Feel the sound or the breath rippling through space of awareness in the body. And very gently, we're inviting the breath to be longer. It's a very gentle invitation. We're not forcing. We're not straining, just welcoming the breath to be a little bit longer. Very gentle playfulness here. As we do that, we're feeling the energy of the breath going more deeply into the body, opening and enlivening the body space, whole space of awareness in the body. Then on the out breath, letting the breath flow out quite smoothly, sense of release, of letting go. Noticing how the body expands a little as we do that on the out-breath, as we relax, let go and release. And that can be an invitation for our kind of settling more deeply into the awareness of the whole body. Noticing any pleasantness in this. Tuning into that pleasantness and perhaps even seeing if you can make it a little bit more pleasant, but if that feels like too much right now, then don't worry about it. It's the whole body awareness, movement of the breath, the breath energy flowing in and spreading through as much of the body as possible. This invitation for a longer breath. And the out breath, feeling the letting go, the release, 
with the out-breath. Space of awareness a little bit larger. Tuning into any degree of pleasantness as you do this. And we'll just take some time for you to explore this on your own. You notice distraction, the mind wandering, moving away. Just recognize and acknowledge the movement of the mind. Soften areas of tension and holding in the body. Reaffirm, reestablish that balance of uprightness 
and relaxation. Rest into a wide body awareness, the flow and the movement of the breathing. Any pleasantness, any comfort in the breathing with the breathing. This is our practice. If you notice any areas of tension, might be pain or discomfort in the body, it might be anxiety or agitation in the mind, any areas of tension, just bring the awareness of the breath there, particularly the out breath, 
Inviting the breath to be long and to open and soothe any contraction. Relax any contraction around discomfort, around pain, around agitation. Breathing in and around what feels tense or unpleasant or contracted. Allowing it. Relaxing around it. Attending to experience with the breath. And with this wide open awareness of the whole body, allowing what is arising to be here in the space, to be attended to. Opening space, easing contraction. Breath long and as comfortable as is available to you. Whole body, whole body. The long, comfortable breath flowing through, moving through the space of the body. playing with 
with the breathing, inviting it to be more comfortable, more pleasant. Not making it too fixed a goal, but just a playful exploration. What happens if I breathe a little bit longer or smoother? What happens if I invite the breath to fill the whole body? Whole body. happens if I tune in to the letting go and release on the out breath. Exploring for yourself what feels the most pleasant, comfortable, nourishing. And then staying with that. Enjoying and receiving any well-being that arises. So a few, uh, just to recap and then a few um, reminders about walking practice also. So today the invitation, the invitation is to, um, as much as possible, we're playing with expanding awareness to the whole body, just to sometimes this cocoon or bubble of awareness, letting awareness fill up the whole body space. Um, and then the breathing is also long and fills up the body space. Yeah. 
And so for some of us, it's easier to go first to expand the body awareness and then to feel the breath happening in that. Other people use the breath in order to create that expansion. Yeah, so you can do both. You know, some people talk about it as like blowing up the body awareness <laughs> with the breath. So you can see the playfulness and the individuality here yeah, that you can do. And, and the, the tuning, and then, and then what we're doing with that is two things. One is we're tuning to the wideness, the openness uh, of the space, the spaciousness itself. Um, and then when we notice contraction, uh, we attend to it. So we might just attend to contraction in ways that soothe, relax, ease that contraction. Um, we might attend to the um, specificness of that contraction. Yeah? So it might be the contraction that's arising with tiredness and then we um, and I'll say more about this in the Q&A in a moment because that question's already come up, but you might tune in to more energization um, or if there's restlessness, more space and more calming. Yeah? So we're, we're tending particularly, we're releasing the contraction in a particular way and then there's ways of just relaxing and opening and softening, yeah? which also eases contraction more generally. Um, so yeah, tuning into big space, Tuning in to pleasantness, comfort, nourishment, yeah, whatever word kind of resonates with you. Um, and then attending to contraction when it arises uh, as well with the breathing um, or with the body. And with the walking, uh, we can take this practice into the walking as well. So um, I myself, and I usually also teach it this way, I don't know, don't think I've mentioned it on this retreat yet. I would recommend starting a walking practice with standing, yeah? And particularly with this practice today, you begin by standing and you, again, and you can do it from the feet upwards if you wish, you extend, you expand the sense of awareness to the whole body. So you get some kind of sense, just like in the sitting, of this whole body awareness, yeah? And then you walk with this whole body awareness, yeah? So there's the specificness of the, of the feet on the earth, yeah? but there's also the sense of the whole body, um, that kind of fluid, um, sensitive, alive awareness of the whole body moving. Um, and often, you know, we'll notice that we're getting distracted because we'll notice that that whole body awareness has shrunk or dissipated. Yeah? So it can be a really good reminder. And so then if that's going on, you just stop again. You pause in the walking and you and you stand, yeah. And so we can play with that, and then we're tuning into the pleasantness, the okayness, the comfort, the beauty, the wonder of a body moving, yeah. So that's what we're tuning into with the steps, yeah. So it can be very specific, yeah. Stepping on the earth, yeah, with uh, with metta. Yeah, stepping on the earth with beauty. You know, there's this image of the Buddha when he was born. It's mythology, but mythology is very beautiful. He was born and he immediately could walk. And as he took his first steps, I think lotus flowers or some kind of flowers kind of came out of the earth. So we can imagine that ourselves, you know, as we're stepping, yeah, like a flower is rising up. You know, what happens to the sense of beauty and pleasantness when we do that? So whatever works for you, you know, the feet kissing the earth, um, sending metta to the earth, flowers coming through, um, something of that movement that kind of brings a sense of pleasantness, beauty or wonder uh, into this 
Yeah, such an everyday thing, the body moving, and yet so precious, yeah, and so beautiful. So bringing that in and then stopping as many times as you need if you need to kind of reestablish that sense of the wideness, um, the spaciousness of the body, um, and working with any contractions when, as they arise. So we can include the breath here if it's useful. Um, you know, again, noticing aversion, noticing desire, noticing restless, um, um, tiredness, yeah, playing with the breath, yeah. Uh, noticing doubt, yeah, letting the doubts go down into the earth. Yeah, that's a, um, that's a recommendation of the Buddha, give them to the earth. <laughs> yeah, just let go, let them go. Um, and then uh, working with the breathing, working with the light, yeah, to energize, to soften, to, um, to notice the beauty uh, that is around us as a, as a, as a way of working with, with different types of contraction. So, yeah, hopefully it'll be a enjoyable, yeah, enjoyable, fruitful, nourishing and interesting practice, whatever form it takes. When we say enjoyable, it doesn't mean it necessarily has to be fun. <laughs> if you're reading modern psychological research, you may know that we actually thrive on challenge. Yeah, so some degree of, and the Buddha was also saying it, by the way, some degree of challenge is healthy for us and actually increases our well-being. Yeah, I don't know, I'll just say it, but if you look again at Buddhist mythology, they say that the, the best place to be born into is the human realm, because things are not completely easy. <laughs> Whereas if you're born in the divine realm, there's not enough challenge there to motivate us to, to, to practice. Yeah? And, and I actually think you know, there's not enough challenge there to, 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 have, um, to really have a deep sense of, of well-being. Uh, which comes through us to us also through through facing uh, some degree of challenge, always a degree. So yes, enjoy. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.